The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Good evening, everyone. Good to see some people here braving the cold. Come in and sit meditation and sit very still. That's the best way to deal with the cold. Is there anybody that's new here tonight? Yeah? New? Yep. Have you ever done any meditation before or? Okay, okay. So you should at least at least know what to do for the next 45, 50 minutes or so. That's good. <laughs> good. Okay. With that, we might make a start then. Welcome to all the people online as well. Anybody has questions online, you're more than welcome to throw them throw them in the chat a bit later and we'll, we'll answer the questions after the meditation. Okay, so we can take a seat. Find a comfortable position. <coughs> As we start to settle into our seat, you can just start to take notice of the feeling of the body starting to rest and relax in. Can Notice any heaviness in our body as our body touches the seat. Notice the sounds in the room or outside. And just start to bring our awareness to the present moment of what we're doing right now. Simply sitting. And start to settle into the natural rhythm of the breath coming and going. Can observe it at the tip of the nose or in the chest or in the abdomen.
It's a steady and constant rhythm of the breath coming and going. Place your awareness on the breath and just watch. No need to control it in any way. Just simply let it be as it is. Just like you'd sit on the shore of the ocean, watching the waves come and go. Some waves are bigger and come into shore closer. Some waves are smaller and stay further out. We just sit on the beach and Watch these waves come and go. And we take this simple stance with the breath. We merely sit and watch it come and go. Not trying to change it. Just noticing it for what it is. And if our minds do become distracted and wander off, simply just bring your awareness back and continue to watch the breath come in and go out.
with each time that you bring your awareness back to the breath on your meditation object. See if you can allow this awareness to sink in further. And rest even stiller on this point. Just like a pendulum that swings back and forth. With every Repetition, the arc gets a little bit slower, a little bit narrower, as it swings back and forth. Until finally it stops and rests in one spot. It's perfectly still. And rests in perfect peace. With every breath and every time that you bring your Awareness back. See if you can get closer to this point of perfect stillness.
if with each breath you can let go a little more. Let go your attachment to your thoughts, your concerns, your distractions. Every breath, just let go a little bit more. Lighten your burden a little bit more. Until there's nothing left to do, but just sit in this space of peace, it's bright and still. Calm place. Nothing moves.
And now for the next few minutes, see if you can drop your awareness down into the center of where you usually experience emotions or feelings. That place where you feel calm, that place where you feel care or love. Or even that place where you may feel worry or frustration. For many people it may be in the heart area. But wherever you, yourself, mainly feel these emotions from. See if you can locate that point. And when you locate it, see if you can rest in that point for a few moments. Place your awareness fully on this spot. This place where you feel love, or this place where you feel sadness or grief. Just rest there. Rest your whole being in this spot. And as you keep your awareness at this place, again, it may be the heart region. See if you can also bring to mind a time, maybe not so long ago, 
where you misunderstood an interaction or a relationship. And you maybe suffered because you didn't understand something about the situation. Might have been a misunderstanding with a friend. But something where we didn't understand something about the nature of our existence. This caused us suffering. Something we didn't know. But we still built a story about it. Or even when somebody may have asked us a question, we didn't know the answer. What did that not knowing feel like? Or what did that misunderstanding feel like? that we may have been wrong or confused. And this confusion caused us suffering. This misunderstanding that caused us to suffer. Could we help it? Could have we have allayed it if we did understand? But because we didn't understand, then we suffered because of it. So again, as we still rest in this space, we usually feel emotions. Try to see if we can resonate in our heart and just say to yourself I forgive myself for not understanding I forgive myself for my not understanding causing myself suffering. 
but I didn't know that I was causing myself suffering. So I deeply and truly forgive myself for this misunderstanding. I forgive myself for the mistake that led to this suffering. Now, bring to mind a time that you maybe thought something bad about somebody that you're close to. You thought bad of them for no real reason at all. Or that you thought that they did something annoy you or wrong you. And you thought this negative thought towards somebody you care for, but they didn't do anything. And this thought has given you some kind of suffering. Did you control this thought? Or did it just arise? And because you may not have been mindful, you experience suffering. Again, deeply in this point, you feel emotion in your heart. Say to yourself, I forgive myself for not being mindful. I couldn't help it. I forgive myself 
experiencing suffering, causing myself suffering. I didn't know. I didn't know I was causing myself to suffer. So I forgive myself. I forgive myself for not knowing, for not being aware. See if you can truly let this burden go. Any weight in your heart or in this area where you feel emotions. See if you can truly let that go and put that down by forgiving yourself. for not knowing, for not understanding. Forgive yourself for causing yourself some suffering. that guilt or that pent-up criticism. Let it go and forgive yourself.
And now bring to mind someone in your life that maybe just does something small that might annoy you. No need to bring to mind anybody that has really wronged you in any big sense of the way, but just somebody that's in your life, maybe does a little thing that annoys you here and there, a small annoyance or inconvenience. Maybe a partner and the way that they chew their food or something small like this. And just reflect on this person that does this very small and innocuous thing. They might be totally and completely unaware that this annoys you or that this agitates you. See again if deep in this heart where you feel these emotions and simply say to this person in your mind, I forgive you for not knowing. I forgive you for not understanding that you are causing me harm. I truly forgive you for not knowing that your actions cause me harm. And I forgive you for that harm because you didn't know that burden of annoyance. See if you can let that go and drop that through forgiveness.
Okay. Hopefully you all had a nice meditation. Anybody have any difficulties or issues or absolute states of being blissed out and perfect peace and stillness or radical annoyances or something like that? It's all good. Questions in the room? Thank you, Ajahn. I suspect everyone's enjoying the lightness of heart that you brought about. (laughs) Thank you. Well, they, well, they just thought of somebody annoying. It's like, oh, I was in a lot of peace until I thought of that person that's annoying, and now there's like they've wrecked my meditation. So. <laughs> Are there any questions in the room from anyone at this point? We have one online question okay. Question that we might start with then, and yep. if after that anyone would like to ask a question in the room, they can ask it from where they are or come up to the microphone. Um, the online question is, uh, Hi Ajahn, is talking in the head as I meditate on loving kindness, saying, may this person be well, may they be happy, etc., is that okay, or do I need to drop the mental voice and try to just use feelings. Yeah. I have this same question with body cont- contemplating, going down the body, starting at the head, but again, mentally listing and saying the body parts. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, essentially, there's there's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, and actually, say for example, something like loving kindness. That's that's usually the traditional way that we're taught loving kindness is to repeat phrases over and over in your mind. May I be well, may I be happy, may I be safe, may I be free from ill will, may this person be uh, well, may they be safe, blah, blah, blah. So there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with repeating phrases and using your you know your sort of inner narrative and your inner linguistic capability to remind yourself of this Likewise, with the parts of the body, there's uh, this is actually one of the uh, the on the day on the day as a monastic on the day that you ordain, you're you're given a object of meditation, and the object of meditation is to the the fi- what we call the five parts of the body: the hair of the head, hair of the hair, uh, sorry, hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin. And it's taught to us in a way of repeating this over and over, hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, skin, and going over it and thinking about it. So, you know, if it's if it's good enough for the monastics on their ordination day to get them to start meditating, it's it's you know more than more than fine for you to actually do this. So in essence, if you find using this linguistic 
in a linguistic representation you find that useful and this is the thing that can actually keep your mindfulness on this thing either loving kindness or on the body then that's totally fine um if you if you uh with the loving kindness thing if you're repeating these phrases and maybe it doesn't actually feel like you're feeling the full uh, overwhelming feelings of loving kindness in the mind at that time that's that's no problem don't don't worry about that too much if you can really repeat those uh, sentences or whatever in your mind and you can also feel the feelings this is a bonus this is something you know if you can actually do that that's a really good thing but don't but don't give up on the whole project if you can't actually feel those feelings yet if using the you know the inner thoughts and the inner narrative as something that keeps you there like yeah that's fine keep going the more you do it there there will be a point where you will actually be able to start to sink in and actually experience the uh, emotions of loving kindness a lot more once you can do that you know maybe you can start to let go of the uh the inner narrative or the inner voice uh with that at that time but it's not totally necessary yet Obviously, uh, you want to get to the point where you can actually truly sink in and feel these feelings of loving kindness. Um, but you know, it's you know, you can't. You, most of the time, you can't sit down every time and just be overwhelmed with boundless kindness and joy to the world and everything and everybody and um all the all the people that you love and all the people that you don't like you you know you don't feel like that every day so a lot of times you've got to convince yourself of this thing so actually repeating these things over and over again is fine and if you can actually feel the emotions of loving kindness that's fine as well uh, and likewise with the with the going through the the body parts if you can if you are going through it and you are thinking, okay, that's my arm, that's the feeling in my hands or something like that, then that's then that's fine. It might get to a point where you start to drop the labeling and you just you're just experiencing the sensations for what they are, or you're passing your awareness through a particular part of your body, then that's then that's fine as well. Again, I you know, I say this quite a lot. Whatever really works for you. If you find labeling works well for you, label stuff. If you find just observing something as it is, uh, if you find that works, use that. If it's something that's keeping your mind in check, keeping your mindfulness on the object, you know, do that thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's totally fine what you're doing. Anybody here have a question? Can I rely on the people with a keyboard? I do have some more online questions, Ajahn, so yep. I'll continue with yep. those in the meantime. Yep. Uh, we've had this question before perhaps but just maybe a quick um, refresher mm. uh, for a beginner what amount of time is best to start with uh, a, a beginner in meditation, meditation. You know, for meditating the, the amount of time that they're actually practicing meditation I, I understand so yep, yep. Uh, so uh, the time that you spend meditating um, it's not 
and I don't want to be misconstrued in this way. It's not so important how long you actually meditate for. What is important is the quality of your mindfulness and your awareness when you are actually meditating. So if you meditate for like five minutes and you can keep your mindfulness uh, very uh, with with the object that you're meditating on um, and you have those five minutes where you can you can make your mind you could uh, somewhat calm and somewhat still you know that's a good five minutes um, uh, and if you feel that that's the appropriate amount of time just five minutes then that's great um, if you decide to meditate for an hour and you you know, you spend 58 of those minutes just like wandering around and, oh, you know, like what am I going to have for dinner? And oh, like that guy today, you really annoyed me and I wish I, you know, tomorrow I'm going to go back and I'm going to say this to him and I'm going to blah, 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 blah. If you spend 58 minutes out of the hour meditation thinking like that, you know, it's the hour's worth of meditation is not worth the same as that five minutes of, of actually good quality meditation. So the amount of meditation that you actually do will be determined what you feel by what you feel like is a good amount of time where you can have a quality meditation. And you're not just just sitting there going through the motions and, and sort of being, you know, you know, drifting too far off. Um, it's, so yeah, it's for, for a beginner, you know, you obviously you start off smaller, you, you know, you don't start off with the, you don't start off in your first week of let's sit here for three hours and do that. You know, obviously you start off small, start off with something like say, say five minutes or something like that, two minutes, five minutes, whatever you're comfortable with, you start off like that and you might find, okay, I've done, I've been doing five minutes for about a week now. Maybe I can do a little bit longer you go up to seven minutes or 10 minutes or something like that. So in essence, you know, for a beginner, start out small, start out small, find what you're comfortable with, find what you can, for the amount that you feel that you can keep your mindfulness with the meditation object um, and that you, in that period of time, you have a good quality of meditation and mindfulness. And then you can extend that because you'll just, Essentially, what you'll be doing is developing the habit to keep your mind in with the meditation object. So you just get better at that. You'll get better at that skill. And so you'll be able to extend it out further and further. So from five minutes to 10 minutes to 15 minutes to 20 minutes, whatever it is. But again, start small, start what you feel comfortable with, start with, with what you feel that you are getting a good quality of meditation out of first and then just just gradually expand it as you go along but yeah don't try to don't try to go okay i've just started this meditation thing so i need to i need to get up at three o'clock in the morning and you know meditate for meditate for three hours and all these kinds of things and uh, you know it's just not really it's not really going to work just start out small and, and and gradually gradually build on from there and again again it's 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 about the quality of your meditation not the not the quantity I've spent, you know, I've spent out like I've spent just hours and hours. I'm like, I'm going to sit here for, I'm going to sit for four hours and not move. And three hours and 50 minutes were just a waste of time. I'm just like proliferating and, you know, running through all these things in my head, but I'm sitting still. And I was like, well, the, 
you know, and there's only like 10 minutes that was good of that kind of thing. So I thought, like, may as well have just done 10 minutes. I wouldn't have had to put myself through all this pain. Like, <laughs> so yeah, take it from somebody who's wasted a lot of time trying to, trying to do things for a very long time. Following yeah. yeah. on from, from that point, actually, mm. in, in cases where you know the meditation isn't a good one, mm. um, you know, thoughts keep coming up, yeah. lost in thoughts. Um, is there a way to salvage that session? Is there a way to kind of reset and mm. and um, um, I know normally the advice is to bring the mind back, but yeah. if it's a session where just too much distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you said, like ninety percent of it is just, you know, not not going yep. uh, that well. Is, mm. is there something to do? Yeah, yeah. So it's that's that's a good question, a really valid question as well. Um. So while while I said, you know, okay, there's there's that ninety percent of it that might be, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, considered a you know a write off kind of thing. It's it's important that we don't think of that you know ninety percent as a as a write off. Because uh, you know we sort of judge, okay, the the ten percent that was good, that that was a good meditation, and the ninety percent that was not so peaceful, that was a bad meditation. That ninety percent of the time, you're actually building up a lot of other qualities as well. Um, you know, qualities that you maybe don't associate so much with practicing meditation. So just something as simple as patience. You're developing patience at that time of like, look, I, you know, I'd rather get up and go and do something else, but oh, I'll just, I'll be patient. And even though it's not so peaceful, I'm still developing this faculty of patience. I'm still developing endurance. I'm still developing this, this quality of, of um, continually trying to go against the, 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 the natural inclination of the mind, even though it's not working out so well right now i'm still actually doing that so we can actually salvage a lot from that 90 percent that we might think is wasted it's you know it's not really it's not really wasted you're doing these things i, I made the sort of the facetious joke of sitting there for four hours and only having like uh, three hours and 50 minutes of, of wasted time but you know there's uh, there's a lot i got out of it a lot I got out of doing these things of just learning to, okay, learning to say, for example, things like, you know, learning to go through pain, learning to uh, overcome these these states of wanting to get up and move and 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 distract myself and all these all these kinds of things. Even though it doesn't feel so peaceful and blissful and calm and all these, you you are actually learning a lot of these other things. Um, so yeah, even. I think I've, like, in all honesty, um, I think I've learnt a lot more about meditation and I've got a lot more about out of meditation, out of, like, all the bad meditations that I've had because, you know, that's what you're trying to overcome, really. You're trying to overcome these negative reactory patterns in the mind. So when those things do come up, it's a good opportunity to work with them. So it's, you know, it's not really wasted. Um, the, you know, the only caveat that I'd give to all that is if, you know, if your mind really is starting to spiral into like a bad place and it's like you, maybe you're starting to get 
you know, very, very anxious or, you know, you're, there's, there's some kind of depression is like really starting to ramp up. Yeah, obviously back off from that. But if it's just your average kind of, average kind of, uh, you know, garden, garden variety, uh, uh, mental discomfort, then yeah, it's uh, actually getting through those and sort of just being with them. You, you develop a lot of these other qualities as well. So yeah, it's not a, it's not, it's not wasted. So yeah. Thank you, Richard. No problem. There are a couple of more questions online, so yep. uh, we've got about eight minutes left, Ajahn. Yep. Uh, thanks, Ajahn. Whenever I... Uh, actually, this is a question I think a lot of meditators can relate to. Yep. Whenever I realize I am controlling the breath, mm. I try not to control it. Yep. But this seems to be another form of controlling. Yep. Do you have any suggestions to let go? It almost seems I'm afraid to not be in control. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's one of the most terrifying prospects of letting go of control, um, and I don't I don't say that lightly. It's um, letting go control of of what you're going to experience or what the mind's going to do can be can actually be terrifying. Um, even even these points sometimes where we're practicing and actually our mind's becoming calmer and calmer and calmer and calmer and having to let go and let go into that calm actually can be really quite disconcerting. Let go of that control of the mind moving into this place that you're not familiar with. And even though it is a positive experience, it actually can be quite confronting. So letting go of control is is because you know, in essence what you're doing is like you know we have this feeling that you know I'm in control of my experience. So if I let go of the control, then I let go of me. I let go of my you know autonomy over experience. So it can be you know there's always a resistance to stop letting go. There's always a resistance to uh, let go of control of something. So even something as simple as the breath, we can, you know, fret over it and not want to, not want to let go. So let go of control of that. So there's, you know, I, I think, you know, there's some, and just from a very practical perspective, there are these, there are these sort of very simple practices you can do whereby you start to let go control of little things. And so say, for example, you know, you use the breath as the example. So you can do things like, okay, I'll just sit here and, and breathe. Okay. I'll just let it be however I'm going to breathe. Just let that be, you know, there's no need for me to try to breathe deeper there's no need for me to try to breathe shallower there's you know there's no need for me to breathe uh yeah in in a long way or in a short way just let go control of this and let this thing happen and what you'll find with something like the breath and we just keep telling yourself just let it be just let it go you know what's going to happen your your breath is still going to go it's not going to stop it'll still just keep going. 
And that's when we start to do this and we actually start to, I can let the breath go and it just keeps going. We start to do that. We can start to do that in that small way. We can start to do that with bigger things in our lives or bigger things in our experience. Okay, okay, I trust the breath. I've let this thing go now. I'm not controlling it. And nothing bad happened. Okay, it's fine. Start to do this with other things. We can start to maybe do with the sensations in our body. Just, okay, just let them be. Let it go. Let it be. Let the control go. The good sensations, the bad sensation. You just let them be. You know, they're still there. Again, they're not going to stop. Just like the breath didn't stop. And so we work with these small things and we can then we can actually start to move up to these bigger things that we can just let be and we don't need to control anymore. So the more we do this with the smaller things, the easier it does become with the bigger things. So when, when we are actually sort of moving into this way of, you know, our mind sort of maybe even becoming calmer or... Uh, we're approaching some kind of insight or something like that. We won't have that kind of resistance because we've practiced with these smaller things of just you know just letting it be the way it is and letting be letting the control go. The big thing, the big take-home message of this is like, even if you let go control of these things, these things just continue to happen. You, know, you let go control of the breath, and it, it's still you still keep breathing. And you can let go the control of your heartbeat and it's still just going to it's going to continue to beat so it's and don't get me wrong i i really do understand like this this feeling of of wanting to let go of control is it is it is scary but if you try it with these small things first it's a you actually build up some confidence with it you build up some kind of reassurance with it and so yeah start if you start off with these small things you know you will be able to progress to bigger things and it will it'll just become easier and easier the more that you do it so yeah is there another question inside the room One more? One more uh, two-minute answer, Ajahn. Tell, tell, tell me it's an easy one. You're not going to throw like, you know, what happens to consciousness after death? Like, yeah. don't, don't throw that at me now. Damn it. <laughs> that was the next one. No. <laughs> uh, the last one then, Ajahn, is, uh, Ajahn, do you ever have trouble getting into a state of loving kindness? I know I do. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I... Yeah, you know, I, I uh, in, in all honesty, I like I, I don't think I'm naturally um, a a very kind or compassionate person. Um, naturally, I'm not like I'm naturally I'm I'm actually like pretty hard, and so it is. It's been years of practice, and it's been it's been very difficult for me to actually to actually try to develop these things. I had, you know, many, many years at the start of my practice. And this is, I'm, uh, when I say many, I'm, I'm talking like, like five to 10 years of trying to do these practices and it not really working and feeling superficial and all these kinds of things. But through doing more practice, I actually was able to generate these things a lot more. I've, you know, I, you know, essentially what I think for somebody like myself that is you know, maybe just doesn't have these 
you know, natural tendencies to be kind and compassionate in this way, you have to find the way that the, the kind of method that suits you. And when you do find that method, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I know how to tap into this thing now. And once you find out how to tap into this thing, it actually, that's when it does become a little bit easier to, to uh, uh, generate these things a lot more. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's difficult. There's, you know, there's some people you, you just, you, you, you don't have that kind of personality. And so it is a little bit difficult, more difficult for you to generate these things, but it is something that you can generate. Uh, the analogy is something like, well, you know, you're, you know, generally your mind is not calm. Your mind is very, very distracted. Your mind jumps all over the place. But the first time you try to actually meditate, your mind still sort of jumps around all over the place and it's, it's harder to control. But the more you actually do it, the easier it becomes for you to like bring the mind into focus and, and to calm down onto something. But it might take you a little while to do this. And so something like loving kindness, if you're, if you're generally don't have that kind of tendency to be you know, innately warm and, and kind, it's going to take you a little while. It's going to take a bit of actual uh, uh, developing that skill and developing that training. So, yeah, it, it, like it, it does it does work, but you do have to work with it a, l a little bit more than what most people, uh, you know, most nice, you know, just nice people actually do. I, I, I've, I've always said it's like you get these people that they're just like they're nice all the time and it's like god they just annoy me so much it's like how do you like how do you do that I wish I could do it but I, I just can't so yeah take heed take heed you're 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 in good company with me with a fellow like potentially like grumpy and cynical person so it's fine you you hopefully you get there so Okay, with that, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a night then. Thank you all for coming. Uh, there's a few more things on during the week. There's uh, tomorrow night, there's another meditation session with, uh, with Sandeep. Uh, there's a Friday night. Uh, the, we're up to lesson three or something with a, you know, a, a learn to practice meditation. Sunday, who's giving the talk, Chinta? Ah, oh, Chikong Sinim is going to give the talk. That's very good. So I encourage you all to come and listen to that. She gives some very, very good talks. And yeah, and then it's back to me again next week. So yeah, with, with that, we'll, we'll, we'll call it a night. And uh, yeah, I wish you, really do wish you all the best.